yeah so we're here to create that awareness and just tell people where to start and how to just go and seek for help Hello and welcome back to another episode of HBG Engage. Today we have Kadeh Kamara. How are you today? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well. Thank you very much for sitting down with us today. Thank you, no worries. Um, so you are a registered nurse, yep. mental health clinician and a mental health advocate. Yep. Um, but first of all, can we just go back to the start um, and find out about you yourself and I guess why one why you decided to become a nurse Mm -hmm. and also knowing you i know you you weren't born here you you came here with your family so just Mm -hmm. give us a bit of an insight about that as well well um my name is katie kamara i mean people call me today same thing (laughs) (laughs) 25 years old um so to be honest going back with mental health i never knew what mental health was Mm. Like when I came here, because the family I'm, I'm from, like they don't even talk about mental health. You mm. don't talk about your emotions. You basically just wake up and go with your day, you know. So growing up, that's what I saw. And coming to Australia, I moved that at a very young age. So when I moved that, I was just like, my head was just down, working my way up just to, you know, look after myself and yeah. everything. I never spoke about mental health. Then. I was like, what's the next thing I can do to make my life better? What's the mex- next thing I can do to make my life better, you know? So I wanted to do modeling. I played soccer growing up. So mm. I never thought about nursing. I was like, there's no way. If someone says, can you be a nurse? You'll be good at it because you're good with people. I'll be like, nah, no way. <laughs> That's yuck. Why would I do nursing? Yeah. And then um, I then when I moved out, I had nothing else. So I had to look for something quick to just go to work and just make money so I can look after myself because yeah. I was living by myself at that time. I picked nursing. When I was going through my nursing journey, I really didn't like it because yeah. um, nursing is so broad. There's so many different areas of nursing. And then uh, I got to what the mental health unit, you know, a unit that I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah. What's this? Because before that, I never you knew never about really mental health. You never really had an idea yeah. about what was going on. Yeah. And then, I really enjoyed that unit, the mental health unit. Then I was like, okay. So nice. after my nursing degree, I decided to just like, I'm like, you know, I need to learn more about this. So um, I pursued like mental health nursing. Yeah. So after my degree, I basically went straight to do my new grad, which is another one year. So for my new grad, I had half medical and then half nursing. So uh, I'm half medical, half mental health. So then I picked all mental health because I was so interested in it. Yeah. And then here we are. And the more I learned about mental health, the more I kind of felt like this is what I love. Like, I mean, I enjoy talking. I enjoy just actively listening. I enjoy working with people yeah. by just healing them from within. So I want to, I like the idea of healing people from within and so they can blossom on the outside. I really like that. And that's why I kind of pursued mental health. Amazing. And then where... How many years did you study um, to become a registered nurse? So registered nurse, I studied for three years. Three years. So yeah, so that's a combination. And then after the three years, you then decided to pursue the, the mental health. Mental health. So like aspect. that's another. I did another year of new grad, just all mental health based. So yeah, so I did all mental health one more year, and I decided to just stay in that and just do mental health. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And you've been enjoying it so far. 
I've been enjoying it. I've been like, it's just such a rewarding job, you mm. know. Like every day I go to work, like very excited to be there, you know, because I just think about how um, I'm like, oh my god, when I was younger, I didn't know about what this was, and now I am here changing lives, like. I get in the office like excited to be there, you know. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. So, in terms of your role at the moment, are you working within a hospital space in the mental health unit, or um, are you working, I guess, in an office kind of environment, or is it a mixture of both? Okay, so it's a mixture of both. So, with my experience, when I started mental health nursing, I've done um, community nursing, which is like in the mental community. I sat in the office like five to nine job, mm. basically like um, I mean, sorry, nine to five job, basically interviewing people, doing like triaging, you know, just doing a whole assessment. That's I did that for a while. It was okay, but I didn't like the hours. Yeah. Then I went into inpatient, which is like mental inpatient acute area very busy very unwell people i did that as well for a while i was like yeah that's all right and now i work in in the emergency department which is like mental emergency but okay. it's a combination of everything so um i do a lot of in charge roles so as an in charge i basically go out when a patient presents with mental health um issues so they call me to come in and see the patients I assess them like in the triage area yeah. and I get to decide if this patient is for drug and alcohol, mental health, or if they need to go to a medical bed first before coming to us. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing. And I enjoy the um, emergency department because you see a lot of like different scenarios, like sure. every day is different. And um, it's just sometimes I just... Because because you work in the area, you don't even notice it. Yeah, for sure. I, I'd imagine if someone was to come in for the yeah. first time, they would think there's a lot going on here. Yeah. But you kind of maybe go into autopilot and you're just getting things done. The things that I like, we deal with every day, with like especially um, some of the things like young people coming in, like you know, suicidal. Mm. I'm suicidal. I want to end it. Um, so when I first started, I used to go through vicarious trauma which is basically when a young person comes in and tell me, oh, I want to end my life. Mm -hmm. I kind of reflect on, oh, my God, like I went through a very horrible stage in my life when I moved out. Like in my culture, like as a young girl moving out at a young age, you're not allowed to. So when yeah. I moved out, my family kind of kicked me to the side. Yeah. So I have to go out there, find my own way for a long time because I was like, when I see young people coming in and they've lost everything and they're like, Oh my god like yeah, i want to end I it next yeah i kind of felt like i used to have vicarious trauma i was like oh my god like how come i went through all this i start reflecting on my story and what happened to me but now it's like going through that and going past that stage that vicarious trauma has now switched to me saying look no one was there to kind of help me through this because yeah. i didn't know about mental health at that time but now i have this chance to just to help these young people yeah. and make a difference and just be like, look, yes, you want to end it now, but look ahead of you. You have so much ahead of you. Like, I try not to make it as a piece support work because I am a clinician mm -hmm. and I have to set boundaries and, like, you know, everything we do is evidence-based, but as a peer worker, you get to be there and be like, I went through this, you can too. But then as a mental clinician, like, I have to be like, okay, how can I help you go through this? which I put in my story in, with, with removing myself out of this. This mm. is about you, yeah. you know? And, yeah, so 
it was incredible. I felt like. And do you find now that you've stopped, I guess, vicariously associating with those kind of experiences with those kids, do you find you're able to do your job a lot better? So much better. Yeah. Yeah, it changed my life. Like, and it's it's just normal as a human being. Like, it felt like an exposure therapy for me because mm. I was like. I didn't believe in mental health for a long time. I was just like, no way. Like, this didn't happen to me. Like, because when I was younger, I didn't know about it. I'm sure if I knew about it, I would have gone, asked for help, and yeah. then just be like, what I think can a lot I do of people would have. 100%. Yeah. And then I didn't know about it. And now we're just so grateful to have all this awareness, even though we need so much more work on mm -hmm. this. We need so much more work to kill these stigmas. Like, there's a lot of stigmas out there. Like, you know, people get up and go to a GP and say, can you please, can I please do my full blood counts? Can mm. I check, like, you know, just physical checkup yeah. every three months. I do mine every six months. Like, what's wrong with going in and just, and having a mental yeah, and be like, oh, yeah. can I just, because our mind goes through a, a lot of things, especially the generation we're living in right now everything mm -hmm. is changing every day you know and we have the time to check up our physical health and the most important thing your mental health because everything connects like mm -hmm. if you're not checking your mental health no matter how much you're doing physically to check that like it's not helping there 100 <laughs> everything connects and that's what i've noticed i'm like if i'm checking my physical health it's very the same thing as going on and being like let me check what's mm -hmm. going on mentally and i think Half of the reason why people don't do that is because they don't know how to seek for that help. They don't know where to start. They just don't know where to start. And 100%. yeah, um, yeah. So we're here to create that awareness and just tell people where to start and how to just go and seek for help. And I've got a lot of ways to <laughs> <laughs> exactly, like, you know. <laughs> tell um, that. I want to just go back slightly, I guess, towards you deciding that you wanted to study, um, study. In within the mental health space, mm -hmm. how was how was that process of I guess learning um, at a I guess a university level mm -hmm. to combat that when you're going into into actual the, the real professional world? Well, um, just to when it comes to a mental health unit at university, mm. it is scary. The stigma is real. When you're at university, what they teach you you get scared to even get into mental health nursing because yeah. you're like, oh my God, there's no way. So the stigma start from like what they've been teaching you at school. There's already society and the stigma. So my first time I got into the mental health like, like unit, the ward, I was scared because I've built all these pictures in my head of how the patients will look like or how the patients will be. And one thing I've noticed about mental health patients, they know if you're going in to talk to someone and you know yourself, and you're not they like being tell. genuine. They know. Mm. Of course, if if someone hands over to you that this patient is this, this, and that, and you're going with that approach, they know that you've already like put in a barrier before yeah. sitting there. You know, like what I've learned through my nursing career and working in mental health is that I come in as who I am. You know, and I'm talking to the patient, not at the patient. Sometimes yeah, for sure. people are like, do this, do this, do that. I'm talking to them like, how can we do this together? You know, like, I'm a human being, you're a human being. How can we work together, you know? And what I notice in the field is that people talk at the patients. And if they notice that you're talking at them, they don't want to get involved with Exactly. It's going to be a lot harder to get through to them and, and help them in the long run. Help them. And, and what kind of challenges do you see 
I guess your your patients your patients face on the regular. Um, there's a lot of challenges that just many like one thing that stands up for me more is seeing young people coming in and they're suicidal. Mm. 17, 16 years old coming in and they are suicidal. They want to end it. That's very challenging for me because first of all, I'm a young person myself and every day I wake up, like every day. The reason why I wake up grateful every day because I don't know if you know about this, but my background, I came, I came to Australia as a refugee mm. and yeah, my country had war. So we moved here when I was 13 or four, um, 13 or 12 years old. And... Um, in that war, I was born during war, like gunshots and everything. Like, yeah. I always think about how one thing I always hold on to, I'm like, why didn't I die during that war? You know, why am I still alive? So mm. every time I think about that, nothing can stop me with everything I do. I always reflect on that. I'm like, there's a reason why I'm alive today. Yeah. So no matter how bad life is, I never look at my life like, that's it. I'm always like pushing myself through every obstacle. That's tr- like, yeah, I'm you like, almost look at life slightly yeah, different because of where, where where you've come from. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like when I see that, I'm like, oh my god, that's that. And when young people come to me saying that they're suicidal, I'm looking at myself. I'm like, what is one thing that I can make these young people hold on to to yeah. keep going, to keep pushing? Because I'm telling you, if it wasn't for that reason, every time I feel down and I feel like there's nothing else out there, I think about that one thing that gives me purpose to move forward. So every time a young person comes to me and says, I want to end it, I'm looking at it. It is broad. This is just based on my experience. Yeah. It is broad. I am a clinician. I work in the field. And I know how hard it is to just say you can do this because sometimes people are like you can do this or people yeah. are going through worse it's yeah. not the same it's not the same it's yeah. not everyone's situation and life very, experience very is very different so it's like every day i'm learning and i'm just like what can i do to help these young people i've, I've never really liked that saying that someone has it worse so you're not allowed I to feel bad like because that. it's almost as if you're saying if i'm happy now you can't be happy because someone else out there oh has it God, better. I you know what I mean? So that annoys me. Yeah. So <laughs> if someone is in a in a place where they are feeling down, and maybe maybe in comparison to other people across the world, their situation from the outside looking in doesn't seem as bad. But for them, mm-hmm. right now in the space that they're in, yeah, it's it, they're not in a good place. So I think it's 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 a it's a way of downplaying people's emotions which I, which I think is a massive part of the problems because mm-hmm. a lot of the times people will not talk about their feelings because they think that they can't because someone else out there has it worse or maybe one of their friends has it worse mm-hmm. but I don't think that's really fair to dismiss people's emotions on that level I feel like um, we all go through that I went through that in my life because right? I am a genuinely happy bubbly fun person okay and I want to go out and spread good energy and stuff. Yeah. But sometimes because, let's say, for example, COVID. COVID was so bad. I worked through uh, the whole three years of COVID, okay? And when I go to work, everyone is stressed because of what's I can happening o- I COVID. can only imagine. For me, for some reason, I was so grateful. I'm like, look, there are people that have lost jobs, people that are working from home, and I'm still here. I get to see people and help people. Yeah. That's what I hold on to, you know? And... This whole thing about like 
why are you sad like people are having the worst people are having this and st- it all comes back to who you are as a person like mm-hmm. if i know myself i'm still learning to get to know me okay it's, it's very important to get to know you and learn how to just separate yourself from the whole world know you and you go out there you give your best self what that does is that you don't really care what people think or what's happening in other people's lives because you're out there with a good intention that i'm there as my full authentic self exactly you know but if you're worrying about what else what's happening around you then that's when you, you start losing yourself second slightly. guessing everything you know like if i feel sad i feel sad you know whatever is making me feel sad i am in like i should be sad but I'm not, why am I comparing my sadness to someone else's? Someone else's, exactly. You're doing that because you're not sure of who you are. And then why is it coming, is, are you being like true to yourself for how, I'm entitled to tell people I am having a shit life. Yeah. I've got family back home that I have it worse, like they have, you know, whatever. But then, when I look at myself, if I'm sad, I'm sad. <laughs> if I'm not having a good time, I'm not having a good time. It's, good. it's important to accept the emotions that you're going through. 100%. Because they'll pass. They'll pass. Yeah. And it's just like the comparing between, oh, people have it worse than you. I really don't like It's It's very bad. Yeah. It's okay to express how you feel. It's okay to just let it out. And the other thing is also, I really, what I don't, that's not acceptable for me. I don't like when people go to like friends for advice mm. you know like it's okay it, it works for everyone differently but some your friends are not your therapist okay exactly. like y- you go in and you're talking to your friend about this is what happens to me today this that they know your therapist yeah and secondly it's like sometimes your friends are going through their own issues already their own problem and sometimes you know? their i guess their advice even if it's coming from an, a good place can be quite biased because they know you personally. So even if it's to do with the relationship situation, a lot of the times they're probably going to side with you, even if they don't think they are, but they'll have that bias because they'll feel Mm -hmm. a lot more loyal to you. And I think it's okay to go for advice, but I think there should be a cutoff in terms of what you seek it for because there's certain conversations that should be done with a with a with a professional yeah what what i see is that it's okay to like um you find that one friend like i tell everyone this i'm like in my life i've had like five adults like five people that i look up to like you need someone to tell you as how it is yeah. you can't just have a friend that will always be like yeah yeah you need someone that will be like you know that you look up to as a mentor like yeah. i want to be that person that's why you're like the people you look up to is very important you need someone to have fun with party with you know you need you need someone for everything you can't just be going to everyone out there telling them your problem what's going on because having that everyone is giving you their own opinion and ideas it's not good enough yeah some people like to get advice from their family members who they trust that's okay but you need to pick and choose the people you talk to. I'm not saying don't talk to someone, but pick the people you talk to. That's all right. If you don't want to go professional, that's okay. Pick the right people to talk to because exactly. you don't want to be telling someone and they're giving you all these information to make you feel worse. Exactly. You know, and if it, even, even if they're advising you, they're not fixing the problem. I tell my friends, I tell everyone, I'm not your therapist. Yeah. Because people be like, oh, you're a nurse. No. Once we have that relationship, I'm not your therapist yeah, because you're not. you're not just my patient. You're my friend. You're my family. So it's different. Exactly. You know, go seek professional help. I can't be part of that. 100%. You know, so I'm already at work giving everything. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm out of work, I just want to turn up. Exactly. I don't have time for that. You yeah. know, don't talk to me about anything. Like, I would lead you to the right people to get help from, but just not me, you know. 
I need to look after me too, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to burn out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but leading on for there, we've slightly touched on the, on. I guess there's a, there's a stigma around mental health. Mm-hmm. Do you think the stigma around mental health is improving? <laughs> where, do, where do I start? <laughs> I, you know what? I think yeah. it is. I am. I am like you know what? I'm actually. Okay, I'm happy. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. We are getting somewhere, you know, because I feel like everything will start from somewhere with mental stigma. We are getting somewhere, to be honest, because all this awareness, that's the good part about social media as well. You know, there's goods and bads, but yeah. the good part is all this spreading awareness, all this like, and then I like when it's genuine as well, not just people putting it out there for the sake of it, but yeah. genuinely spreading that awareness. Because not just um, I don't have a therapist myself. That's naughty, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have a therapist myself. But then it's like for me, I'm like, I'm always in the field, anyways. I need to get myself a therapist. But then I've trained myself to just know the things I do when I'm feeling low. Yeah, I've trained my, and it works for me. It works for me. So, getting a therapist is like helping you, guiding you through these things. For me, from a young age, I've learned and taught myself how to do things that works for me to get myself better, you know? But then that doesn't mean I need, I shouldn't get a therapist. I'm still going to get a therapist myself, you know? Um, like, I'm doing my master's in psychotherapy and counseling. The first thing at the start of my, um, this, like, you know, master's, get a therapist. Oh, they still say that to you? It is important. Yeah. Everyone needs to get a therapist in the course because you're dealing with people every day. You're dealing with people every day, you know, like I, the reason why I don't have a therapist, but I have mentors, I have great people that I click with, like a clinicians who are like, we don't work in the same place, but they're my colleagues. Yeah. We sit down, we have a chat about this, we debrief about things that happen. That's good for my mental health, you know, like, but people, if you don't have that, it's very important to get a therapist. Like have someone that you can speak to or talk to. Sometimes you don't even have to go through all the process. Sometimes you just need someone to just debrief with. Psychologists, they will sit there and listen to you. Yeah. You know, and they have, like, if they need to ref- do anything, they, they know they're trained to do this, you know. So um, the stigma is getting better. We still have long way, way to, to go. go. We still have long ways to go. And what about, I guess, certain things that you do? to help keep a positive mental health? Oh my God, thank you, I like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to be honest, like for me, everything comes back to mind, body and soul, okay? Like mm-hmm. it's so, imp- like what I feed my mind is important. Like feeding my mind, like reading a like, you know, wellness book, listening to podcasts, like you need to feed your mind the right things. Like it's very important. And if I'm going on like to, especially social media, there's so many things like TikTok and all these things. You need to know how, sometimes I look at things even though, um, you know, you know how people want you to choose one side. I'm not like that. Yeah. I am very, very open-minded. I look at everything. Same. And uh, I try to be very mindful and I, I'm trying to work, I'm working on self-awareness where I can see something that I don't agree with but still know how I can work around that. Yeah. Because you live in a society now where you have no choice. Yeah, People you will put whatever they want there. So the way you feed and train your mind is very important. You have your things that you think are the right way and you look at other things that you think, oh, maybe it's not, but why? 
because it's a reason why p- people put what they put out there exactly. you know but training your mind be more mindful on how you can see these things and still you know be able to walk around it and that's even very important and even understand whenever you see those things how they make you feel how they make you so feel so when you look at something and you feel yourself feel it looking towards that as a negative thing sometimes it's just great to just remove it it's not yeah just remove it from your timeline yeah um or if you're hanging around friends or family and you feel negative feelings mm-hmm. or negative um, thoughts, I think it's important to remove yourself 100%. or even have a conversation with that person yeah. to let them know this is how you feel. And, and is it something that it that they can do to make it better or mm-hmm. is it some sort of like relationship that you've had for years? Yeah. So I think definitely being mindful on how you feel whenever you interact with certain things in life is, is important. 100%. Like how you feed your mind. So mind, body, and soul. How you feel your uh, how you feed your mind, body wise. Are you exercising? Like instead of sitting there and being like, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. Are you exercising? Uh, are you exercising? Are you like confident enough? Do you love yourself? Because if you love yourself, you're going out there with your best self. Yeah. Loving yourself is different for everybody. It is. What's one thing you do for yourself that makes you feel good and better? Especially for young people, you're looking at social media, you're seeing things, you want this, you want that, you want to be that person. Can you sit down and reflect on who were you when you were that little girl when you mm. were growing up? What did you want at that time? Yeah. These days we don't have that. These days we're forgetting all our creativities who we were when we were younger. Now we're looking at social media. That's what I want, that's what I want. And you're losing yourself, you know? And your soul is just basically everyone that you get involved with. Like, do you like, so I do mindfulness exercise a lot. Mindfulness for me is basically, I try to be self-aware of situations, you know? I wasn't always like that when I was younger. Quickly I'll get annoyed or angry or pissed off about things. But I'm so grateful to where I am now because mindfulness to me is no matter how like chaotic a situation is, I'm able to step back and look at it from other people's point of view. See, mindfulness for me is basically just helps me if I'm in a chaotic situation and being able to just like reflect, bring myself back to the present moment. So I'm like not just overreacting, just put into consideration that there's a reason why people act how they act. You're not a little bitch because people think, oh, my God, it's just that you're just way mindful to get involved in that, you know. And it's like the people around you. So your soul needs to you need to feed your soul with the right people. Right people. And one thing also that I don't agree with personally is that people tend to filter the people you hang out with or who you pick and choose. I talk to everybody. Yeah. That's how you learn and grow. I'm protecting my peace, but I'm still <laughs> learning from other people. And I know how I, I became this person because of what I do for work. I've learned how not to pick and choose because you don't know people's you, story. You and don't you don't know even have the choice whenever you you're... You don't have the choice. When you're working as a clinician, you, like, whoever is your patient is your patient, your patient, that's it. And it comes with friendship. Like if, if you see someone, you start judging them from distance, you don't know them. Like obviously, yes, um, uh, set, your bound, like set boundaries with people I risk assess people because I don't just <laughs> go out and talk to everyone. Like, I risk assess, but I'm not someone that's just like, yes, my soul is at peace. I want, how would you learn and grow? Exactly. You know, every day is a new day to learn and grow. Like, every day. And that's why I love life. Like, every day is a new day to start over. You know, and there are people that can't do what you're doing. So, are you going to sit there and be like, oh my God, I don't want to do that. I want to go out there and do 
more and I'm getting to know myself in the process and I'm learning and growing and making mistakes. That's yeah. the best thing I've ever done in life, making mistakes. And that's one thing that I feel like most young people should learn. Like you don't have mistakes to be perfect. Mistakes are where you learn and where you grow. You don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Like you don't have to. I was by myself for a long time and that's the best thing I've done. I'm not encouraging people to move out, leave your parents or whatever. I'm saying that like when you like teach yourself how to just be open-minded and learn from every single person. It stops this division and not just listening from the naysayers. You're learning it from yourself. And that changed my life. Because I go out every day being who I am authentically. Because yeah. I'm like, people are different. Unapologetically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just me. Take it or leave it. My intention is definitely not bad. That's all that you, that's all you can control, your intentions. Like, you're going out there with a good intention. So whatever people think, let them be, you know. Who cares? I love that. Yeah. Um, and let's go on to, I guess, a bit, uh, touch quickly on, I guess, social media. Mm-hmm. Mental health and how social media has, I guess, a positive and negative effect on people's, mm-hmm. I guess, mental health. What has been your experience? So what's your opinion on social media when it comes to <laughs> that kind of thing? Oh, God. Because there's good and bad in everything there's in the world. There's good and so bad in everything. Just yeah. how you use it, I guess. Yeah. Well, back back in the days, long time ago, like, you only had competition with, like, you know, the your people, tribe, yeah. your country. But now you have the world stage of Give everyone. everyone, you know. So the positive... Um, positive thing about social media is that it's informative there's so many informations out there it's helpful and you know like if you need something you can just type on social media it makes me laugh i love the funny tiktoks you know (laughs) the good thing is you can also filter what you want to see and you know that's a good thing you know it's very good to be and people are so creative it's so creative it's just that um the cons the other thing that i see about it the other side the negative side is that People need to look at, like, for example, your own creativity. Just because someone is not creative, has done this, doesn't mean your idea is, like, not good enough, you yeah. know? Like, I feel like social media should motivate you in a right way, not like, oh, because because this person has done it. Like, I don't know if this is making sense, but because someone has put something out there, or oh, I want the same thing. Yeah, you're kind of compa- comparing you're yourself. Comparing Comparison yourself. is a thief of joy. Comparison yeah. is like a lot of comparison going on because you s- before you s- you just had a little community or your friends or but now you're like you're like a little ant in a whole planet. Just remember that. Like yeah. this, even if one person doesn't love your idea, like the next person will. Like you don't know what you're putting out there, and you don't know people relate to you. If you don't put your own authentic self out there, how would you know if people do relate to you? And I also think people need to remember that social media in general is a highlight reel. People have. Mm-hmm a life a full life that they're out there living but you only get to see up to 90 90 seconds worth of video per post that they allow mm-hmm. and they only you only get to see one photo or 10 photos in a in a carousel that they post mm-hmm. or whether it's mm-hmm. a tiktok whatever you only see a small snippet of their life no mm-hmm. matter what platform that you're looking at them on so i think as soon as you really understand that the qu- the quicker you'll realize that even if someone's life does seem amazing which it probably is a lot of the times there's also other things that they're maybe dealing with that they're probably not comfortable showing yep. on social media as yep. well. 
Mm-hmm. And when I when I talk when I talk about these things, I kind of try to remove my profession in it because if I if I put mental health in, I'll be like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> so I'm trying to like, okay, no mental health. Look at it from just a, a yeah, normal, from a just normal a person. Normal, just like general, like you know, because I don't take life nothing for granted. No, you know, like I I don't because I go on social media, I see someone doing good, I'm like. Oh my god like wow that person is doing great i'm not saying that sometimes it doesn't affect me because like You're i human. used to do modeling a yeah. lot of modeling okay and then now that i'm just doing nursing because i'm someone that I, I do a bit of everything yeah i'm doing nursing sometimes you're burnt out sometimes you're tired and i might flick on social media and be like oh look at this model i could have been doing that yeah so it all comes back to like your self-awareness of why you are where you are today and the reasons and just link it back to your story it's so important to look at social media and be like, you see someone or something that you want or where you want to be and link it back to your story. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you don't know that person's story. You don't know their head start. You, not everyone has the same head start, you know. Link it back to who you are and your story and how, like, how hard you fought to be. be where you or, are today. Yeah, where you are today. Like, you can't just see something like, I wonder. And I have to do that a lot. Like, the self-awareness has helped me to be who I am today and I'm still learning that it's okay to go on and be like I wonder it's being a human being we all do it but it's like how do you come back from that yeah how do you like just work work around and be like okay and it's helpful and it's just like pushing forward but in your own way like your own way one step at a time it's all about you like because if you're working on you and you're just putting yourself out there going back to your story it's the best way, I think, best way forward for me, by my experience. And, yeah, so I guess. And I guess speaking from going forward, mm-hmm. that brings us on to our next uh, point. What are kind of your hopes for the, the future, whether that's within mental health, but also, I guess, within the the nursing and clinician side of things as well? Like for my future or in general? Uh, well, yours and then also, I guess, yeah. general. Yeah, so I feel like um, for the future, <laughs> it's just looking at our like the generation, what we're going through at the moment. Like um, looking at things, I just want more mental health nurses. <laughs> you <laughs> like, think there's a lack? There's, there's, a, there's lack a lack. Of that? There's okay. a lack because of the stigma. Yeah. So I will, like we really need more mental health clinicians, mental health nurses, and just come in, have a look, and learn for yourself and see like you know and we are burnt out it's very it's been very busy and very hectic yeah you know in our area and the field we're working in you know especially with the long-term COVID effect is still going it's ongoing it hasn't stopped yeah and uh so my hope in the future will be like if people can just join and just work with us and just still continue creating this awareness you know to just kill the stigma because the same way we look after our physical health is the same way we need to look it's after our mental health because everything connects, you know. Um, yeah, that's my hope for the future. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then just to finish off, obviously we're a recruitment company and people are, are going through their own career paths, but do you have three tips for someone who's wanting to become a registered nurse and mm-hmm. maybe even more specific, go into that mental health mm-hmm. pathway? Yeah, tip number one for, um, so as a registered nurse, okay, nursing is a very broad industry. I'm sure everyone knows that. Yeah. So um, for me to discover what I wanted, like, it hit me, like, 
it was just what I do. I'm very passionate about it, and it was so natural to me. So if you want to be a like a mental nurse or a clinician in the mental health field, you need to be able to. It's something that you want to do. It's something that you're passionate about, because it's not something that you just want to do for the sake so of the sake you of know. It. It's not something like that, because you're dealing with people going through all these emotions. People are always unwell, and you're dealing with that every day. Yeah. Like, are you looking after your mental health? So, tip number one: make sure that's something you actually want. Number two, make sure what I see is just look after your mental health first. You come first. You can pour from an empty glass. Yeah. And three, we just need nurses. You know, we just need some clinicians to join us and just kill this stigma. And we're just every day we're working towards uh, look at the world where we are right now. We need support. Everyone needs support. Like, you know, like don't be afraid to join the team. And yeah, you need to come and join us and. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. I feel like I'm promoting people to come. <laughs> <and that's it. laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's what I would say. And yeah, awesome. Well, thank you very, very much for sitting down with us today. That was a great conversation. Very informative. Very emotional. Yeah. Um, but again, one of these things that needs to be talked about on the regular. And I guess there there is this place in society now where people think, oh. The mental health thing is um is getting drawn out or people are talking about it too much but i don't in my opinion anyway i don't think it's talked about enough mm -hmm. um especially within a society where people are committing suicide on the mm -hmm. regular mm -hmm. if that's something that is constantly happening then there can't be enough conversation being being, yeah. being done so thank you very much for spreading some more awareness with us today yeah and just to just to finish up guys sorry finish i up. just need to put on um so most of the things that I usually get, people usually tell me, oh, I don't know where to start. Where do I get help and how to get these help? Yes. So I guess just like everything in life, if you go, if you, you're not willing to do it, how are you going to get the help? You have to be willing to actually get involved and do it. Exactly. So some of the tips, like some of the areas that places can get help from, like the services, for example, the first step I tell people, um, basically go to your GP ask your GP for a mental care plan you can start from there you get 10 sessions you go free, in yeah, you for do. free and you get you see a psychologist you tell them how you feel you know and then sometimes they will listen to you based on what you're coming in with they can just do further referrals or like you know just things that will help you and your situations because there's numbers of therapies out there people are always saying get a therapy get a therapy it's not about just getting a therapy it's about the type of therapy and the best way to go with that go to your gp get a mental care plan and there's also like my hospital also has this area um safe havens safe havens is just a non-clinical base you go in you have like um peer workers like there's food you just go in and you just sit this down is Saint, Saint Vincent's St. Hospital. Vincent's Hospital so you just have a seat you have a chat with someone talk to them about what you're going through you just go in and you have peace support workers that will help you that have been through similar situations and they're here to just help you go through it that's non-clinical you just go there and just have some food do some art drawing just this fun <laughs> stuff you know yeah. And um, yeah, this way up is another thing. This way up is like an online platform where you go on. Um, you basically have like they have everything there. Like you know, you type in what what you're going what through. You're going basically, through. like you go on and then you just tell them this is what I'm going through. You have like psychologists. You have like psychiatrists. 
everything online. Amazing. They get to talk to you and then just lead you to the right pathway. Anxiety, everything, anxiety, like depression. They have all Perfect. these online things. If you don't feel comfortable to go in and speak to someone, that's another way you can go through. We awesome. know about Headspace for young people. We'll and definitely link all these in the description yeah. so people can click. And the mental health hotline is... Um, one eight hundred zero one one, you know five one one. I know it by oh, heart. She knows by you heart. just call them and you're like, look, this is what I'm going through, and they get to chat to you, book yeah. you an appointment for you to come and see them. Awesome. You know, so and it's so confidential, just to let you know, very confidential. You go in and you talk to them, and that's what they train for to help you. So, yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>